0: Good morning. I want to thank you all for joining me.
1: Yesterday morning, New York Attorney General Letitia James held a press conference.
0: Just a few minutes ago, my office filed a lawsuit against the National Rifle Association for years of self-dealing and illegal conduct.
1: The Attorney General accused the National Rifle Association and four of its top executives of misusing the organization's funds on a massive scale— Using them to buy expensive gifts, pay for golf memberships, and fly family members around on private jets. She said that for years, the leaders of the NRA had been tapping the organization for their personal expenses. And she called for something drastic.
0: We are seeking an order to dissolve the NRA in its entirety.
1: Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Friday, August 7th. Coming up on the show, how one of the most powerful organizations in the country found itself facing an existential legal threat. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. The NRA is a registered nonprofit, which means there are specific rules about how it can spend its money. And the lawsuit the Attorney General filed yesterday alleges that the NRA was breaking a lot of those rules.
2: It basically says that it is no longer meeting the requirements of good governance that a nonprofit based in New York has to meet.
1: That's Jennifer Forsyth, our Deputy Chief of Investigations.
2: It says that it has violated numerous state laws and potentially federal law and that by illegally diverting tens of millions of dollars as kind of a personal piggy bank for some of the executives, that it is no longer in compliance with the rules and regulations that are required for New York nonprofits and charities. And therefore, it should be dissolved.
1: Can an attorney general actually do that? Like, call for it to be dissolved?
2: Sure. She's allowed to do that because... The Attorney General in New York has jurisdiction over nonprofits and charities that are based in New York, which the NRA is.
1: And how did the NRA respond to this lawsuit?
2: So the NRA filed a countersuit against Ms. James. And in the countersuit, it basically says that not only does the NRA follow good governance practices, but that the NRA is incredibly successful at what it does and that. All of these things that Mr. LaPierre is doing is in service of that.
1: It's rare for an organization that's been around for 150 years to be facing a legal threat like this. And it follows an evolution of the NRA over the past four decades, which has taken it from the gun range to the center of American politics. Our colleague Mark Merrimont has been reporting on the organization for years.
0: Back in the 60s and 70s, the organization was much more of a gun safety group. You know, uh, you wanted safety at the range and they would teach kids how to use rifles safely and that sort of thing. And it's changed a lot over the years. It became much more of a political advocacy group, what it calls a civil rights organization, focusing on the civil rights of Americans to own and bear arms, essentially, the Second Amendment. And there's one
1: man who led the organization through much of that transition, from gun safety group to civil rights group, the NRA's CEO, Wayne LaPierre.
0: Wayne LaPierre is a uh, longtime fixture at the NRA. He's been running the organization for about 30 years. He's a somewhat mild-mannered person, actually, who has, through dint of will, become an effective public speaker. You know, he's a firebrand when he gets out in public talking about his mission.
1: And there is no greater personal, individual freedom than the right to keep and bear arms, the right to protect yourself, and the right to survive. How would you describe what the NRA became under LaPierre?
0: Just an incredibly powerful organization. I mean, they, you know, were doling out grades to congressmen or congresswomen. and. People were competing you know to get A's and they are widely credited with helping get President Trump elected with some uh, pretty substantial ad buys during the 2016 campaign.
2: Every woman has a right to defend herself with a gun if she chooses. Hillary Clinton disagrees with that. Don't let politicians take away your right
1: to own a gun.
0: So uh, it's a very powerful organization, very rich, around 300 plus million in annual revenue. They have a lot of members, probably about 5 million dues-paying members.
1: But recently, those membership dues haven't translated into financial stability.
0: Well, it was kind of a counter-cyclical thing. During the uh, Obama administration, it was doing quite well because they were able to fundraise off the idea that, you know, the government was going to come and take away your guns. But when Trump got in, it was called internally the so-called Trump slump. All of a sudden, nobody's going to come and take away your guns, so... Fundraising and membership fell off a bit, and the NRA, for several years at a row, was running a deficit. You know, they were basically dipping into reserves or taking out some loans to keep the operation going.
1: With the election of Donald Trump, the NRA's revenue fell so much that it had to tap its credit. It also started an internal review of its budget and governance practices. And that drew attention to the NRA's longtime advertising partner, Ackerman McQueen.
0: Ackerman McQueen was by far the largest vendor for the NRA. They did all their advertising. They ran NRA TV. They produced a lot of the NRA publications. It was almost like an extension of the NRA. They had hundreds of people devoted to working on the NRA account.
1: Ackerman McQueen was known for charging the NRA huge amounts. And when the NRA asked the agency for more information about the bills, the NRA says Ackerman didn't turn over everything it asked for. Ackerman said it tried to comply, but needed more information from the NRA to help fully flesh out its spending records. This back and forth exacerbated a rift in the NRA's leadership and split it into pro- and anti-Ackerman factions. By April of last year, the anti-Ackerman faction had gained the upper hand, and the NRA sued the agency.
0: So it was almost like a a family feud when the relationship fell apart. And in the course of that relationship falling apart, some dirty laundry about the NRA came spilling out.
1: Someone leaked documents onto the internet that showed Ackerman McQueen had been billing the NRA for LaPierre's expenses, which some in the organization felt were unnecessarily high. For example, Lapierre had the agency cover nearly $14,000 in rent for a summer intern. He also spent over $18,000 on a car and driver on a trip to Europe. And then he billed that to Ackerman McQueen, which in turn billed the NRA. These details revealed a side of Lapierre that a lot of people didn't
0: know. They thought he was kind of like a Chevy uh, Silverado type of guy, but then he ended up, turns out, charged a quarter million dollars worth of Italian suits at a Beverly Hills clothing maker to the NRA's ad agency.
1: The NRA said these were justified business expenses. As these details leaked out, it caused a splintering at the highest levels of the NRA. Soon, Oliver North, the president of the NRA, told the board that for the good of the organization— LaPierre needed to be investigated.
0: Norris took a look at some of these allegations of spending abuses and said, holy cow, we got to, from a fiduciary standpoint, we need to do something about this. And allegedly, he suggested that LaPierre might want to step down or retire gently uh, before all this came out. And LaPierre didn't want to do that and then claimed it was all part of a coup attempt. And it just started getting very, very ugly. At the time, LaPierre told the
1: board of the NRA that he was being extorted and pressured to resign. And it's while this infighting was playing out that the New York Attorney General, Letitia James, entered the picture. That's after the break.
0: This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply.
2: This episode is brought to you by Workday.
1: Before she filed the lawsuit yesterday, Attorney General Letitia James had been investigating the NRA for 18 months. James's office subpoenaed documents, both from the NRA and its partners, like Ackerman McQueen, and a number of NRA insiders either testified or gave depositions, including LaPierre. The office detailed all its findings in the lawsuit filed yesterday, and our colleague Jennifer says it's pretty hefty.
2: Well, the lawsuit runs on for about 150 pages, voluminous in its detail of what Ms. James is alleging the NRA did wrong. There were allegations of the CEO, Wayne LaPierre, using NRA funds as kind of his own personal piggy bank. He spent more than $500,000, for example, on trips to the Bahamas since 2015 for himself and for family members."
1: On most trips, the private jet would stop in Nebraska so LaPierre could pick up family members. Sometimes, his family even took trips on the plane without him. The NRA has said that LaPierre and his family needed to use private jets because of security risks, including death threats that they'd received in the past. But according to the lawsuit, it wasn't just travel.
2: There are also things like reimbursing Mr. LaPierre or some other board members for expenses. For example, Mr. LaPierre was reimbursed more than $1.2 million over four years for gifts that he gave friends or for golf memberships.
1: And when LaPierre was making purchases like that, how does the lawsuit say he paid for it?
2: So there would be expenses that Mr. LaPierre would take on, they would be paid for by Ackerman McQueen, and then Ackerman McQueen would bill the NRA for reimbursement with very little detail on the invoice as to what the expenses were
1: for. There was also the issue of salaries.
2: Mr. Lapierre received a 55% increase in salary in 2018 to about $2.2 million. And while... For a CEO in the private sector, that might not sound high. There are requirements that nonprofits and charities do not have excessive salaries.
1: The lawsuit alleges that people inside the NRA tried to blow the whistle, but they hadn't got any traction. Altogether, the attorney general says that the picture was so damning that dissolving the organization was the only solution.
2: She is claiming that the organization is so thoroughly inappropriate in how it's handling its function, that it is basically not repairable. And even with a new board or a new CEO, it would still be the same NRA that has practiced these violations of state law. So she is saying that, therefore, she needs to take the extraordinary step of dissolving the organization, not just requiring its reform.
1: That sounds like a pretty extraordinary move. How often does something like that happen where an AG calls for an organization to be dissolved?
2: That happens, although it's rare. Usually it's with small nonprofits, maybe ones that have been set up with questionable motives from the outset. It's highly unusual for an organization that has had a history of more than 100 years, like the NRA,
1: How did the NRA respond to the allegations contained in the lawsuit?
2: They responded with anger in statements. And in fact, Mr. LaPierre basically said, bring it on. And that he was going to demonstrate how out of bounds the New York AG was. But it also countersued.
1: Hours after the attorney general filed her suit, the NRA filed a suit of its own. The lawsuit took aim at the attorney general herself, citing prior comments she'd made about the NRA, and asked the court for an injunction against her.
2: One of the things that the NRA is saying in its lawsuit is that Ms. James had a vendetta against the NRA, had run as an elected official on promising to take down the NRA, has called it a criminal enterprise, a terrorist enterprise in different settings, and that this was her attempt to do just this. And they want a court to basically say that Ms. James is trying to violate their free speech rights.
1: So how is this going to play out? What are the next steps in this showdown now between the New York Attorney General and the NRA?
2: Well, it's a high stakes game, obviously. Ms. James brought a whole lot of material to this lawsuit to try to make her case that this wasn't a frivolous lawsuit, that this wasn't a vendetta, but the NRA believes that it has free speech on its side and that they can demonstrate that Ms. James was not acting in good faith. So there could be litigation going on for a while.
1: What's going to happen to the NRA in the meantime? Can they just continue to operate as normal?
2: They can operate as normal. The interesting thing is that even if they dissolve, they can probably reconstitute themselves in another state fairly easily.
1: In fact, just hours after James filed her lawsuit, President Trump raised this possibility. He said he thought the NRA should set up shop in a friendlier state.
2: I think the NRA should move to Texas. And lead a very good and beautiful life. And I've told them that for a long time. I think they should move to Texas. Texas would be a great place.
1: So if New York wins this lawsuit, it doesn't necessarily mean this is the end of the NRA.
2: On the contrary, no one thinks that it would mean the end of the NRA.
1: In fact, Jen says this lawsuit might actually invigorate the NRA's supporters, especially when it comes to fundraising.
2: The people who believe that gun rights are under assault in the United States will see this as a very political ploy on the part of the New York attorney general. And the NRA will basically ballyhoo that. They will try to take advantage of this to say, this is how we are under assault, trying to defend your rights, we need your money.
1: Even though what this lawsuit alleges is that the money is being used to the gain of Mr. LaPierre.
2: That's what Ms. James would say, yes.
1: That's all for today, Friday, August 7th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and the Wall Street Journal. Your hosts are Kate Linebaugh and me, Ryan Knutson. The show's made by Gerard Cole, Pia Gadkari, Annie Minoff, Afif Nasuli, Ricky Nowetsky, Sarah Platt, Willa Rubin, Annie Rostrasser, and Rob Zipko. Our show is engineered by Griffin Tanner and Nathan Singapak, with help from Sam Baer. Our theme music is by So Wiley. Additional music this week from Marcus Bagala, Peter Leonard, Bobby Lord, Emma Munger, and Blue Dot Sessions. Fact checking by Nicole Pasolka. Thanks for listening. See you Monday.